This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. And we're coming to you on the day of the England versus... Um, who are they playing today, actually? USA game. <laughs> <laughs> tell you something this is all merged into one i know we've been offline for a couple of days and there's a few reasons for that basically we've been having so much fun out here in doha as well the the uh, the um the, the podcast fell a little bit off the radar it has to be said uh people are thinking that we're going to be uh, living in sort of kind of like little hovels here and uh, not enjoying ourselves but there's been a hell of a lot of enjoyment oh and there's a big ooh there as literally uh there they've hit the post as well um, Iran just hit the post against Wales so it's a massive ooh as you can hear oh oh hit the post again oh oh there we go we're obviously coming to you live and direct here from the beer garden we're actually at the Radisson Hotel in the beer garden of the Radisson Hotel they put up a massive great big screen mainly England fans here but there's also some Holland fans here there's some other fans here as well so which is all good but we're gonna, we just thought listen what we're going to do we recap on the last couple of days because uh, there's been a fair few games being played since the last time we spoke to you and, uh, and, and we've got a bit of a feel a bit of a feel for this tournament now as to kind of um, as to how teams are going to be doing I mean obviously like I said to you we've got you know we've had I don't know what, what games have we had we've had you know Argentina Argentina, Saudi Arabia. I think we came to you last time when we had the Saudis had beaten Argentina and they were absolutely delighted that one as well. You know, we had France beating Australia as well on the same day as well. France were looking decent. You know, then we've got, you know, Japan versus um, Germany, which was my, this has got to be my favourite game. You probably don't, may not know, but since going to Japan in 2002, they are my favourite fans. They are absolutely brilliant. They are bonkers. They do not stop singing. They do not stop Honestly, they are just brilliant, brilliant supporters. They're always an underdoggy type team, but they go for it the whole time. They get behind their team. I, they're, they're one of the one teams that I'd actually pay, you know, probably a little bit over the over the odds for getting a ticket to go and see them play because it was a lot of fun watching them. And I was, it was really good. We watched that in the fan park um, uh, as, a, as a fan park, which is, which is rubbish actually. But the fan park itself, um, which we'll talk about all that in a minute, in, 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 in a little bit. But let's just say to you, Soups, I mean. Last couple of days, I mean, how has it been, just in general, the tournament for you? Last couple of days, it's been a bit of a blur, to be honest. But um, uh, that's a good sign, I guess. We found uh, drinking places, we found uh, we had a really good fan part yesterday. It wasn't the uh, main official one, which was all you said that was rubbish. Found a really good one, Lo- loads of Brazilians. There was a the Brazilian movement, which is like a fans organisation. They basically took it over, but other, other fans came in as well. That was just cracking. That was a long day. 
I'm suffering right now. But all in a good cause. So, yeah, we're actually getting into the tournament, into the vibe, and starting to enjoy ourselves now, which is enjoyment might be a bit difficult. Yeah, I mean, just giving people, giving people a little feel of, of what it's like here in Qatar. So, like I said to you, we've been here about four or five days now. We were staying in the shipping containers, you know, and everyone's sort of laughing about them. I mean, you've probably seen there's a few stories been flying around them, and the Daily Express actually pulled me in on a bit of a, bit of a slightly fake news story, you know, saying I was slamming Qatar and slamming this, that, the other. I was slamming a bit of the organisation, it has to be said, because I don't think it's the best in the world. And I also thought that the shipping containers that they put us on was far too expensive, 180 quid to spend in a, in a converted shipping container, which is more like a youth hostel, I thought was, uh, was, was, was not great. But we have since this morning moved to a two-bedroom apartment Right in, right in the middle of sort of this kind of sort of kind of um, residential area, actually, which is great. Loads of space, and it's just just like being, you know, away on holiday if you hire a little villa. So it's complete difference, and it's actually cheaper, ironically, per person than the shipping container. So it just goes to show you, it depends on how you get. And also, I met some Brazilian friends who they couldn't afford to spend the, you know, eight, you know, 160 quid or whatever it is, 180 quid a night in the shipping container. So they're staying somewhere else, which is far away, probably about 20 miles away out of town, and they're spending about 50 quid a night. For a room 20 about 20 quid a night each 22 quid a night each not saying it's right but there's different you know scenarios for different people out there um, i'm just thinking about i mean about the world cup experience i mean i mean i mean i have to admit yesterday soups we um we ended up at this brazilian party which we were invited to uh by, by my brazilian friend you know um his friend started a movement the brazilian movement with 10 people in 2010 and yesterday there were thousands of people in here. It was an invite-only thing. You know, you got you had to pay money to get in, but you got a f- few beers thrown in, and basically they we got there n- nine hours, ten hours before kickoff, and it was just going off massively. It was really good. Um, but what the thing about this World Cup is the four games in one day. I have to admit, but, but yesterday because you go out, you want to see the first game. By the time the third game comes, you're, you're lagging a bit, aren't we? You're uh, you're well into the day, well into a. Uh... Well, spending a fortune on beer by then. It's quite expensive stuff, but makes for a cracking day, but it does take its toll a little bit, I've got to say. I mean, I mean to say it takes, I mean, it's taken its toll, but I mean, we're talking about, and, and again, you know, we're trying to be, sort of, not positive, but just giving you a feel for the World Cup. We're trying to find out, when you wake up in the morning, you try and find out, okay, what is the plan for today? What are we going to do? I mean, normally with World Cups, you kind of sit down and just like here, you sit down and, and, and drink beer all day and watch football matches. Uh, the prices of the beer probably doesn't make that feasible for you to do that every day. So you're looking for other options. And I think, and this is a lot of people are talking about, the other options, the things to do within Doha, yeah, we can go to the beach. We haven't done the beaches yet. We can go down to the Corniche, which is like an area. But it seems like, and we'll investigate a bit, that the other options are probably not as, it's not as plentiful as we'd like it to be. Yeah, other cities... Um and more western cities for instance there's so much more things to do activities uh, sites to see more museums well not necessarily western cities I mean you can go to middle eastern cities right. you know cities in the east you know cities anywhere else in the world and there's more to do Doha is very very it's very small and, and, and it's, it's a functional it's probably yeah, yeah, the most yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I've not even been here 24 hours, really. And this is Reg the Blade, by the way. She's seen us. She's popped up on a few um, um, besotted podcasts, and she's flown in as the, as the troops have come in uh, to for phase two of this little journey of ours, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, I couldn't get all the time off work, and my boss has been incredible, and now I've got a decent break. I'm sad I've missed quite a few of the early games of this tournament because of work, but, hey, that's done now, and I'm definitely out here to get on with it. I've not even been here 24 hours, but you know what? I'm loving it because I've came 
I've came to be really curious. I've never been to the Middle East before. We got out of the airport. We decided to get the tube to our apartment because I just wanted to get on the public transport. I wanted to see what it was about. The tubes, wow. Okay, it's a small metro system. Nothing compared to what we've got in London, but wow, it's beautiful. It is swanky brand new. We sat in the posh seats that are normally reserved for like super rich, but the guard let us in because it's been disbanded. The rules have been disbanded for the tournament. Met some Qataris. You know, it's been great. Gets to our apartment, had a 10-minute walk to the apartment with our cases. Got a bit lost. Got chatting to some guys on the street corner who sat around playing cards. I love playing cards, so I'm meeting him again for a game of cards at some point. Everyone is so friendly and lovely. I guess what strikes me, though, is I've not yet come across a Qatari that kind of works in the hospitality industry, and it's a bit of a shock. Like I've met people in Kathmandu, Mumbai, uh, other parts of Nepal, and it's just that's kind of shocked me a bit because I didn't really realise the extent to which they're depending on the migrant workers. I mean, they're all lovely, really lovely people, but, boy, they're working hard. And uh, I'm trying to be as appreciative as I can, as I would be when I go anywhere. But, yeah, there's a lovely little mosque opposite the apartment, which woke me up at 4 a.m. with a call to prayer. But it was really lovely. It was a really nice experience. I'm just looking forward to more of the same. And, obviously, the game. Let's not, we've not even talked about the football yet. Really looking forward to tonight, Billy. And we'll talk about the football in a little bit. I mean, like I said to you, we're just trying to get... We're just trying to get... Listen, I'm just going to come over here as well. We're going to talk to... Because Puns has been here for the last couple of days as well. And sorry, we're just having a little recap of the last couple of days. And we're just talking about... We're just talking about... Um, we're just talking about... Uh, we've got the Dutch bees in the house here as well, believe it or not. We're going to go over to them in a minute. But the last couple of days, we have been... Um, you know, we, we, we start to get a little vibe for this place. And I'm just, you know, from yourself, you're moving out from your container cabin uh, tomorrow or today. We moved, we moved out yesterday. Um, just, we've got a bit more of a feel for the place since the last time we were chatting on the podcast. I mean, just give us, you know, just give us your thoughts on just Qatar in general in the World Cup. And also, we're just going to be talking a, bit, a little bit about the, the games and the teams. I probably won't come back. You know, it's definitely not a holiday destination for me. I think, as we spoke about it earlier, been going to other World Cups or going to other football tournaments, you get the vibe. It's always quite good, or often quite good, and you always think, oh, I could go back there on holiday. Definitely not here. But over the last few days, we did the Brazilian Fan Fest yesterday. That was quite good. Quite good. That was quite good, yes. It was, yes, it was, yes. It was, it was pretty incredible. Quite <laughs> good. It was nothing quite like good. I expected, to be quite honest with you. Sure, sure. Turning it's, up all, at, it's all relative, it's all relative. Yeah, Compared yeah. to everything else in Qatar, it was fucking wicked. Yeah, yeah. Never expected that, you know. Midday, Brazilians, beer, music, drumming, chatting, happy people, singing, dancing, and they were just, it was just happy. And it's just like what the World Cup is meant to be. I mean, for, for me, and again, I'm you know, just trying to give people a little vibe. But the, the thing about when you go to a, a World Cup, you expect you go into a city, you kind of know where everyone else is going to hang. You know, some people might be in the square, the main square, um, and, and, and you know where they're going to hang. So you can gravitate towards that and you kind of hang because people like hanging. What I've noticed here is that with here, it's become hard to find out where people hang. So they've ended up, you know, gravitating towards these hotel bars. We're in an outside bar here today, but it's reminded me of the Japan World Cup where what you were doing, you were trying to find places to drink and you had no idea where they are. Then people say it's on the seventh floor somewhere. You go inside, see a little door, open the door, and then when the door opens up, you'll be just, you'll be like, oh my God, there's like 700 people in here going absolutely bonkers. And that's kind of what it's been like here. 
where you find all these kind of sort of random bars and places. You open the door at one o'clock in the afternoon and there's like 500 people inside there going bonkers like, you know. So that is not to expect because what happens is you find is that football fans, this is the culture that they have. They end up wanting to be around football fans, so they just do whatever they can do to be around football fans. I think what is a real shame, and this is where Qatar's missed out a trick, I understand they have their rules and, and, and how they operate, but they've kind of, they, they presumed by setting up a fan zone in the middle of somewhere, that is what's going to bring the fans together. And th- th- that's not how fans operate. It's, and, and then they say, oh, and if you want to, you can go to the hotels. Um, but, you know, to be quite honest with you, you know, a sterile hotel scenario isn't, isn't for me, isn't what football is about. Some people might like that, but it ain't what football is about. Yesterday was a, an outside fan zone with beer and it had sort of kind of food stalls and stuff like that. And it was a little bit more like what we like, what we like but it was kind of, if, if this was anywhere else, if that was London, it would be seen as contrived. But because it's over here, it was seen as brilliant because it was completely different to sitting in a hotel bar. I think um, one thing that stood out was uh, we weren't allowed on the grass outside the fan fest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> outside the Al Bidda fan zone or fan festival, the official FIFA one. Uh, obviously, it was a pain in the ass to get there. You had to walk about 17 miles. So we cut across the grass, thought, oh, actually, this is quite nice. Maybe pull out a football here and have a little kick around. Nope, nope, get off the grass. And that's the thing, again, listen, I know every country's got its own rules. The, the, the bureaucracy is, is massive here. Like, you have to pull out your hire car, which is the car that you need to get into the country everywhere. Literally everywhere. Like, you know, you're going into a hotel bar, you're going, into, going on the tube, you have to pull out your kind of ID card and, and show it. But the thing is that there's, in most places, there's no tracking of it. And the weird thing about it is that, you know, you need a hire card to get into the country. So if you're obviously very Western wearing your football clothes and you're, you know, going on the tube or going into... You're obviously kind of like, you're not illegal. So it's... It's, well, it's, it's hard to tell who is, who is uh, English in an England shirt and who isn't, Engli- who isn't English in an England shirt. Well, if they're not, they're going to be locals, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so they're going to have a local ID. So I, I, listen, I'm just talking about and just trying to get people to get a little feel for it. Um, a little bit overly on the bureaucracy we've got, you know, and we'll talk to Andy in a little bit, who's just come over from Dubai, where a lot of people from Dubai have decided just not to come over because it's too difficult for them to come over because they're just, it, it, everything is made really difficult with the rules that are put into place. And um, again, that's something which, uh, again, if you're talking about barriers to entry, you know, you talk about people coming over here, a lot of people kind of, I think, decided not to come over here, not because of the cost, because they found it, it just wasn't, as easy as it could be which is a bit of a shame and I think what's going to happen is that we're going to come out and say look unnecessarily yeah unnecessarily but we'll come out here and we say actually there's a really good life you can have a drink you you know it's really cool the people are really friendly yes it is a bit overly bureaucratic but you know a lot of football fans they turn a blind eye to that a little bit because you're out here anyway we're used to getting policed in England in some grounds like Bournemouth okay moody moody security guards in Bournemouth for example yeah fine you deal with it you'll swallow it right it's fine it's really not a problem yeah because once you're through once you're through the security all good yes you crack on do whatever you want that's right that's right so they want to kind of control everything I think they're they're probably used to controlling everything because there's such a small population so it's very easy to do yeah I mean the flip side of it is that it's a very safe country clearly very very safe um but a bit dull isn't it i think they just probably thought well 
we'll host the World Cup, we'll spend loads of money on it, and everyone's going to come here and have a great time because we spent loads of money on it. Yeah. And I think that was quite evident when we went to the fan zone, which, again, you know, they tell you the fan zone, you get off the station, you think, right, let's pop the fan, the fan zone's right here. And then we ended up having to walk, like, literally around. They diverted you around this massive court. There's no one There's no one there, no one walking. But this huge route that they diverted you around. And then we came around to where we had to board the bus. We could have actually gone there directly from the station in about 30 seconds. But they diverted you around. Then you had to get on a bus. And then the bus took you to this other point. Then you got off the other point, And then you had to carry on walking. And the fan zone's right there. But they made you walk all the way around the other side. There's still no one there. To the other side. Literally, it took us about... 40 minutes to get from the station to the fan zone and then we walked in the sand zone there was no one there you know the atmosphere was pretty pretty average it's got to be said no, it was but, dead. It was you know, absolutely dead yeah but then we looked and we thought oh my god the, the equipment the big screen was wicked the lighting around it was wicked the sound system was fantastic everything around it was like properly pucker and when the lights came down at night again it was a really good vibe you can sort of get that kind of hue there was all sorts of different stalls. They had, like, cars in, 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 in bubbles in there and, you know, different sponsors had, had massive buildings all over in the fan zone. It was huge. Well, it was, and there's there no one in there. It was, it was very, very dead until the DJ came on stage, played gala, and then loads of people jumped up for about three or four minutes and then everyone sat back down. <laughs> you know, and again, listen, what you're doing is you're taking football to a new audience and you can see that this new audience is, is probably learning. So you're not saying it off, but, you know, as a, as a football experience, what I think the Qataris failed to do is try and work out, listen, this is, this is how it works. Let's try and accommodate as much just, as possible. It's just a lack of authenticity. And, I, I mean, there's no great footballing history here, so they do have to kind of make it up. But they could have done a better job, right? And the one thing, and the one thing I'll also say is, and, you know, I've been on many podcasts and interviews and saying to me, look, you know, Qatar, £12 a beer... You know, I'm probably not going to drink for a month, you know what I'm saying, which is cool because, you know, you'll have to do other things. But the, what I just realised when I come here, it's not only the English, but you come here and you've got the Mexicans, you've got the Brazilians, you've got everybody who, you know, the Brazilian party yesterday, they end up getting Brahma beer to sponsor it. So Brahma beer shipped in a load of Brahma beers as well, plus local beer, and everyone got kind of a couple of beers as they came in the door. And it, it is part of the culture of football. doesn't mean that you're going to go out and get absolutely hammered, but it's a social thing where people might have one beer or two beers, some might have four or five or six, but you're standing around chatting, watching football, doing football, and you start to make that difficult or bring that away from people. It, it kind of ends up factionalising you. So you've got loads of different little groups and loads of different places all over the place, whereas beforehand it's much easier where, you know, you go to Portugal and you've got the squares and then the Barrios Altos and, the, and that place down by the river that you all go to and everyone's just like to hang out but it's very very different here and the, I think the Qataris they didn't they don't think they realise they, they don't understand football culture enough and they've tried to change it to the, the way that they understand and it hasn't worked but to be fair the England fans and the England fans all the football fans they're not moaning they're just kind of getting on with it and that's what I really like that's what football fans do oh it is what it is but we'll make it what we want it to be I've got the Dutch bee in the house. You probably heard the Dutch bee on the podcast very many times. He comes on the pod. Um, he flies over from well, from Holland all the time. Um, probably about once a month. He's got a season ticket and he goes to lots of away games. I met him first in Port Vale, 2013, which means that he's not even a glory hunter because he, he supported us back in in the third division as it is. And I've literally just bumped into him because he's coming to the same bars we're here now as well. He's here with his dad, coming to watch the Holland, um, who plays Senegal the other day. How's your experience been of the World Cup? Well, <clears throat> I have to say it's quite good. But you talked about, you know, the, the culture, the football culture we have in Europe. 
and in England, and yeah, it's they don't understand that here. But it's a safe country. They, they try to do the upper best to accommodate us. But you know, you get behind a building, and then we have a beer party here. That's a kind of strange. But you know, I think football, football culture unites us all. And I think the for the Qataris, you know, it's really great to to see, you know, uh, something about you know football, what football makes unites us. But yeah, it's it feels a little bit strange to play a World Cup in this kind of country but I have to say we talked about that uh, before that it's really important that just to uh, respect other cultures and that's for me the same for me it's a little bit you know strange to you know sneak behind the building and then have a beer party that's a kind of, yeah I don't I don't feel really good about it on the other on the other oh, hand. so 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 what, so what you're talking about basically we are in the the garden of the um of the what's it the the Redison Blue Hotel yeah. at the moment now yeah. and it's, there's a big a high you know big big story building that we come back and you can't sort of see this from behind but if you come around the back of the building they've got a garden now which obviously they've got a license to sell beer and they've got their screen so this is a kind of green area for drinking beer yeah. um, and I, I, what you're saying you're sort of thinking that you know if you're allowed to do it here why aren't you allowed to do it elsewhere is, is that what you're saying or? yeah a little bit and what I, I just hope is that um, people just like the Qatari people have the possibility to have a little bit more freedom to choose for themselves what they not or want to do I think that's really important that you give people the possibility to choose for themselves and I hope that they are happy with this but it's a little bit strange you know sneaking by in a building having beers here and knowing that the local people don't know this or maybe they do know but yeah it's a little bit strange you know we have we have been lucky to be in England or in the Netherlands to be such free people that we can choose for ourselves and I just hope that yeah, any country in the world has that kind of possibilities I mean there's an argument to say and I say this as well look football fans coming over a lot of football fans coming over um, there's been a lot of spotlight on Qatar, yeah. and uh, you know we're hoping that maybe you know us being here and seeing the way that we operate, we do things. It may force Qatar to make a few changes in areas where they have been probably a bit traditional in, yeah. the, in, in their ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with traditions. I yeah. think some people tend to forget all these traditions. That's a little bit the thing of our time. People don't know about traditions, so you don't have to. Um, forget traditions you have to respect traditions but you have to be open for other cultures and other things yeah to ch- you can you always have to be open for change uh, and our club Brentford is, is a perfect example which is open for everyone open for change free thinking and that I, I just want to say that I hope anyone in the world has that possibility to, to change to be to, to be free to think open I think that's really important yeah. Come, coming back to the World Cup um, which teams have impressed you so far because we're we're pretty much coming to the end of it we're, we're going through the second round we've seen every team play pretty much yeah. now so I'm just wondering which teams have impressed you so far I was really impressed by Brazil I think they played really well against the Serbian team which is a, not an uh, easy team to beat with a metro goal from uh, our neighbours yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they played really well um, I was also impressed by England because you know there are no weak teams in the World Cup, and they, they you know, they put away uh, Iran, Iran pretty easily, who, who are doing very well doing very against very Wales at the moment. Now, opposed two times, yeah. so three times, three times already. Yeah, so they just know, got yeah, just gone past so, the post here as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think for me, England, Brazil, maybe Spain, because but Costa Rica was weak, 
So there was a little bit, you know, too big result, 7-0. But for me, Brazil, England are among the favourites. France, what about France? Don't know yet. The thing about France is they don't have tend to be a very, you know, team. They have individual world-class players. But I'm not sure about if they stick together, like four years ago. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and like I said to you, and you obviously went to the first Holland game. Uh, wasn't a great game. Obviously, you're pleased with the result. I mean, yeah, I was very pleased because, you know, Senegal plays very, uh, you know, defensively with Koulibaly and Edouard Mandi. All these players, Sadio Mane obviously was not involved because of injury. Yeah. But it's, I think uh, a lot of people uh, underestimate Senegal. They think it's easy to beat, but they're African champions. They're not a weak team. So I was really pleased about the result. You know, it was not a great game of football, but it was a result. So that's important. And I think we're going to maybe win the group. Today is going to be maybe Today against Ecuador. It's going to be not so an easy game. We have to play the last game against Qatar. So I think we're going to win the group and avoid playing England. Yeah. And, and, and fans-wise, I mean, we've seen the, 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 the good thing, and I say, I'm say i going to say this as well straight up, yeah. you know, I'm going to give positives and negatives. The good thing about Qatar is all the fans are in the same place. So it's lovely. I said I met my... I, I have to say, I tend a little bit emotional about it yeah. to see all these people coming from the world, from South America, from Asia, from Latin America, you know, all these people together here, seeing everyone wearing their colors. It's a very safe country. And every, most of the people respecting each other. Yeah, I, I love that. To get a little bit emotional about it yeah, yeah, as well. And, yeah. and it's great. And, yeah. and, and for, for me, I mean, like I said, you have a story which is on my Instagram, Billy the B 99 as well. It's a guy called Fernando who I met in Brazil in 2014 at the Brazil World Cup. And I only met him because I was trying to get to the airport outside the stadium after we played um, Costa Rica in Belo Horizonte. It was our last game. We'd been knocked out. And I need to get to, um, up to the airport to get up to Recife to go and watch USA play Germany. I thought it would be an easy, easy, <laughs> easy job. And I came out there the, 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 the stadium and it was absolutely chocker outside the stadium. I couldn't move and I was thinking, I'm going to miss my plane. So as a bit of a joke, I started hitchhiking. This guy puts his head out the window and goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the airport. He goes, jump in. So me and uh, Spanish Dave jumped in the car. He gave us a lift to the hotel, picked up my bag, then to the airport got to the plane with 15 minutes to go and that's it I've never seen him since we've kind of kept in touch and then I bumped into him in the fan zone uh, yesterday I think well, yes, I think it was yesterday last night I bumped into him or the, oh no no the day before I bumped into him the day before yeah. I bumped into him he's like oh my god Billy so that was the first time we met and that is such a World Cup story because that's what you do you see people from around the world every four years or so I wouldn't Football Unites definitely that's right. yeah. I wouldn't have seen him if, like in Russia he was in Russia but we didn't see each other in Russia because he was in Kaliningrad and I was in Volgograd or something like that so we never saw each other but we've seen each other here and then he invited me to we, the to we the, were not involved in Russia because yeah, we didn't qualify that's right <laughs> he invited me to the brazilian party which is put on like i said to you by the movement which his, his friend set up 10 of them t- 10 years ago 12 uh, in in south africa 20 now they've got thousands in this movement now singers drummers dancers invited to us we got sp- special guests we came in there it was a wicked vibe to, and that's to me what the world cup is about so every now and again i see these little glimpses of what the world cup is about and yesterday what the brazilians did love or hate you know the brazilians and you know how they kind of celebrate their football they went out and said tell you something i know that you've got your corporate thing going on here but we're going to bypass that and we're going to create our own party and they've created their own party and honestly it was on a next level at this place that we went to yesterday and we're going to go to the next one because it was absolutely brilliant um like i said you you think holland are going to get through to the next round looking through to 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 you know to to um to to england you're laughing here (laughs) 
today, I mean, we've obviously got England playing, Wales, we've got Iran playing. Um, I think Holland's going to play USA in yeah. the next round. Yeah. yeah. Should be. So, yeah. so you think USA are going to, USA, uh, England today, what do you reckon? I think England's going to be USA, but it's not going to be that easy, I think. 1-0, 2-1, something like that. But England's obviously a better team. Yeah. So England's going to beat USA. USA is going to win the last match against Iran. So I think we're going to play USA in the in the next round. And England's going to be top of the group. Should be. Yeah, yeah definitely. Got Andy the Dubai B in the house here as well. Like he's literally just flown in. He's on a no. He's on, he's got a different experience to us. He's on an overnighter or well, sort of overnighter. Lives in the Middle East. Decided not to stay for the three or four or five or six days that everyone else did. He's done that in and out, like jum jum. So I've landed at midnight, missed the party last night, you know, fluffed it, missed the party. Uh, ended up sleeping. Uh, you, no, you, yeah, he ended up sleeping on, because he didn't get out of the hotel or anything like that, because they, it's hard to find hotels for one night here. But the place, at their prices, yeah, at those prices. At that, but the place that we were staying at, on the, the cabins, they have, uh, they have bean bags uh, by the big screen. So uh, he was staying on the beanbags of the big screen, but also there was a lot of other characters doing the same thing, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of England Wales fans just, um, like I say, the flights out of uh, Dubai, there must have been about 25 flights within the last 12 hours, just people shuttling in. And uh, yeah, people ended up in the fan village, hadn't bothered with accommodation, just uh, on the beanbags, creating little igloos for themselves, that's what I'd done. Woke up at 8 o'clock, lovely sunny morning. Um, and yeah, it's uh, all good so far. Did you get so? Did you actually get any kip then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, well, a little bit of shy, not as much as I, <laughs> not as much as I might need later. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all good. Um, and, and just tell us, I mean, it's interesting as well because the the World Cup has come to the Middle East. You live in Dubai. So we've all gone, yeah, Middle East. So a lot of England fans are going, oh, we'll go to Dubai and have a little laugh there. And, and the Dubai people will come over. And there's going to be a million people from Dubai coming over. But it hasn't quite worked out like that, has it? Why is well, that? Well, no, actually, Dubai is... <laughs> you would think the World Cup's in Dubai, the way they're going at it, with um, the amount of fan parks and just um, all the... All the infrastructure they're putting around it, all the marketing and the media side of it, it's absolutely massive. And then, like I say, you know, you've got all these just shuttle flights just coming in. You know, I'm just chatting to uh, a guy I play football with. You know, him and his mates, they're, they're just in for the day. For the Wales game, they're just in for a day. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Qatar's, uh, you know, I've been to Qatar many a time, many years back. And um, um, there was always concerns about the infrastructure and... Um, the pricing and it, it, it's very controlled here you know so uh, I mean we know this as well but we talked about the higher card at, at great length just now and how that you know they literally like you, you know you get stamped in and out a lot of people say well that this, you have to deal with it that's the culture but you know it's kind of one of those things where you know sometimes things are necessary and sometimes things are very unnecessary and to me I'm sort of thinking there's a lot of things that are put in place here and I'm not, not, not listen I'm, I'm as cool as it goes but there's a, a lot of unnecessary things that are taking place which if you want to have an a, a, a tournament with a, a million odd people smoothly coming in and out and doing things they need to loosen up a little bit yeah yeah the customer service is there everyone you know everyone's happy smiling they're lovely places. they're lovely yeah yeah absolutely but you want that flexibility you know uh, friends that I'm speaking to uh, are saying you know like staff are tired they're closing bars early um, why staff tired sorry because they've been made work too long because what? They've been made to work too long. So how long? I mean, how many hours? Well, a guy was saying that the guy that he was speaking to just like at one fifteen, bar was supposed to stay up to half two, just said, I've been here 14 hours, I'm tired. Just in his hotel bar. I mean, I know this... Oh, I know where we were uh, last night and they're going for a red card here as well, the goalkeeper. 
Um, I know what we were talking about the other day as well. Um, Let's know we went to the Brazilian party and they were ushering us out rather rapidly. And the security guard, who was lovely, really, they were really nice. He said, could you please... And he basically said, I've been working for 15 hours today and I'm really tired, you know, and I've got to go. That's what, my, that's, that's what, that's what guys I know are over from Dubai, staying in the hotels, that's what they're saying. The, um, it, it, look. And, and the one thing I've said to you, because you, people are talking about why are football fans here, what are they doing, why are they coming to this country, it's done, it's one said. We're not going to get involved in that conversation here because that's a, a much bigger conversation and I think it could spread to many other places other than just Qatar itself, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're talking about Dubai. Dubai isn't great on its uh, human rights issues, you know. No, and, you know absolutely, and, you know, and uh, we were discussing earlier, you know, should it have been a GCC World Cup? And then GCC, what does GCC mean? Uh, the Gulf um, Communities, you know. So, and, so, uh, which, which countries would that be then? Uh, uh, Bahrain, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia. So, you know, um, which all have it, they all have their own issues. They've also had their own issues with Qatar, you know. Um, but, but then, but then you would have different vibes in different areas and different in different countries as well. Exactly, you know. And people would be able to see a bit of difference because here, one of our things is there's there's not stuck. much going on. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're stuck. You're stuck in a in a small city. You're having a World Cup in a city, whereas a World Cup, I just think personally, and, and we've experienced it previously, as a country. You know, you just think you're supposed to be playing in Joburg. You draw nil nil with Algeria. You have to find find a way to get to Bloemfontein. That's what to me is a World Cup. You know, you're living on your wits to a certain extent here we'll go to that stadium and then we're going to go like five miles up the road to the other stadium but the bonus is that you've got everybody in the same place which has been really it's been really good that i really like that uh, yeah, uh, i'd I have do. to take your word on yeah, that yeah, like, you haven't seen me, it yet it's yeah, great. yeah 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 for, for me um yeah, I mean, look, it's a great uh, vibe here today, so... Um, there we go, there we go. Hold on a second, what's going on here? Let's, let's, let's go. Red card. It's going to be a red card, isn't it? It's going to be a red card for the... Oh, he can't find his red card. Oh, oh, yellow. oh red. It's going to be a red card, isn't it? There we go. Hey. So the goalkeeper's going off, so the Welsh goalkeeper's off. He's going to be off for, against us, isn't he, then? Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. he's going to be off against us. Five minutes to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there he goes. <laughs> so this is right, man. So... So, anyway, no, so, no, no, no. I, I haven't experienced, um, like, um, you know, literally, like you say, flown in last night. You know, um, I just, I'm, I'm just. It's not big enough for me, but anyway. Yeah, but listen, just coming back to the football, I mean, you've seen bits and pieces of the football. It's been hard for people who've been working because they can't just take the time off. The one thing, again, I love about the World Cup, and this is what reminded me every time you come here. Is, it is an excuse to get away and literally just watch football fall to wall. So, you know, if you're at home, you end up going to work, or you're doing the island, you have to do some tasks, or do the supermarket, level like that, where literally you can come here, go into bar at one o'clock, and still at midnight, you're still watching football, and you've been watching it all day, every single day, in a bar or in a big screen or a fan park or whatever. It's and that, yeah, I know. <laughs> but that, for me, is what literally is the wonderful thing about World Cup, and especially you're just surrounded by people from all over the world who just love football as well we all love football together so that's because now so that's that's the score i know that you haven't seen been sit bits and pieces but i mean what teams have been impressing you uh england um i, I think basically the three european teams that have stood out that have produced 60 90 minute performances have been england france and um and, and spain you can talk about the opposition that's you know we're only the first round into it you know and the, the second round will give us more of an idea but um yeah, and, and then obviously the the, the the shocks have been very good for the tournament, you know, obviously with Japan, the, Germany, Japan and, and my Saudi Arabian flight I must have been on last night because it was just full of guys coming from Saudi. They'll be streaming across the borders now. Um, 
uh, ready for their next game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the three European teams, but it's still very, very early, you know. Brazil were quite good as well the other night. I, well, I, 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 I didn't see them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But um, I mean, like the fact they were giving a fight here with Wales. Oh, oh! You're looking around in this game, you know, uh, going forward. Um, incredible. Yeah, I know. And is that well? I, I, I don't know. I, this is why I think it's quite an open World Cup. It's an interesting World Cup. No excuse of tiredness. No excuse about the weather. Um, Injuries. No real excuse. Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone yeah. Get, you know, um, um, everyone, every, every team, be it in, in July or, or December or November, will we'll, we'll have injuries. That's unfortunate, you know. We, we, we've had it. France have got it, particularly at the moment, other teams. But, um, no, I think, it, I think it's going to be very open. And I just, um, I just wonder, as, as coaches get longer in the tournament to spend with their players on the training ground just to see how uh, teams now develop moving forward but um, for me uh, really positive about England or Spain <laughs> the way they we'll move across the, beach. We'll cross the beach when it comes they, they move the ball I'd be more <coughs> interested in us against Spain than, than France against Spain but we'll cross that bridge when it comes is what I'll say anyway it's all good uh, we'll catch up with you yeah, yeah. come on be positive yes <laughs> So, England playing USA today. And obviously, we've been talking to a lot of England fans just getting a vibe. First of all, how are you doing, Mr. USA? What area? Where are you from? Uh, originally from Virginia, living in Norway now. Okay, you're living in Norway now, but originally from Virginia. So, what team does that make you? MLS team? DC United. Ah, DC United. Okay, I saw DC United play um, LA Galaxy uh, quite a few years back as well, like, you know, which is all good. DC United, Wayne Rooney, though, you know, he made his way back. Isn't doing particularly well down there, is he? No, but I was there a few years ago, and it was this famous play of his um, where one of his very first games with D.C. United tracked all the way down on defense, ended up a perfect assist to win the game. One of my best memories ever from a football game. I could imagine. And I'm Charlotte as well. I mean, it's our expansion year this year as well. And if I remember rightly, I think D.C. I think you beat. I think D.C. United beat Charlotte actually as well a bit early in the season. But they've had one of those seasons where they get great results. You know, what I'm saying they beat New York twice. Okay, which is a little bit like you know New York were you know top team. They they won last season, but to beat them twice. But then after you lose to teams who are down at the bottom of the league, because as an expansion team, as you know, you know you're still learning your game as it is. So I know my MLS like you know. I know my MLS big big star like you know so uh, um, but as they say but, uh, but just let's come back let's pull him back from the MLS USA okay USA okay <laughs> big game today against uh, England how are you feeling yeah it's a huge game tonight I mean a couple nights ago was disappointing great first half uh, second half didn't go quite the way we wanted to um, this game's going great right now i'd love to see uh wales and iran end in a tie if we can get one point tonight i think we're in good shape then you can do as well i'm, and I'm going to say about the usa this this team this usa team is inverted commas your golden generation it's, it's your equivalent to what when we had the beckhams and and those people coming through and everyone says yes this team is going to absolutely smash it they're going to they've got such such great quality coming through also with the the usmt as well they were handing out caps like you know confetti like everyone was getting caps so that they can get into european teams so that they can play you know so that they can play in europe so they can actually kind of move themselves up the ladders like you know what i'm saying so you know all the people you've got josh Sargent and people like that playing over in europe as well you know you've got dk who's not in the squad which quite surprises me because dk had a wicked year 
was it last season or the season before, you know, at Barnsley where everyone laughed at him, what are you going to Barnsley for? And then after, like, he scored loads of goals and then after he very stupidly went to West Brom, which he has done as well. I think he's got injured as well. But he went back to Orlando in between that time as well. But Dico's a wicked player. But your golden generation, you seem to still be relying, though, on your players like Pulisic, right? Because... He plays for Chelsea, but he's kind of a bit of a sideline player for Chelsea. And I'm not quite sure whether or not, you know, to be quite honest with you, he and players like him are the future. How are you feeling about the USA team? Yeah, I mean, I think overall it's still a very young team. I think it's the second or third youngest team in the World Cup. Obviously, unfortunately, we weren't here four years ago, so there isn't a lot of international experience, uh, a lot of CONCACAF experience, uh, but it's going to be a really big opportunity for these young guys to get this, this international stage experience. I don't think this is maybe our, our golden generation tournament, but hopefully four years from now with a little bit more experience, a lot of these guys will still be around and will be in really good shape at that point. Okay, and, and, and again, I mean, your, your, your manager, is it Berhalter as well? Um, there's a little bit of, he's, we call it Marmite, where some people love him and some people hate him. I think some people think he's a little bit conservative, I think probably is the word. Like, you know what I'm Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What's your feelings on him and how he's approached your team? Yeah, I mean, again, you've got to match the style to the players. Um, I think the U.S. generally tends to be a physical side, um, bigger, athletic. Um, so if it tends to be a little bit conservative... Um, you know, I think we do tend to kind of play to the quality of our opponents, which can be frustrating. But the first half of the Wales game was a, uh, a really good sign, I think, and it was a lot more aggression than we've been seeing. So if we can bring that same kind of energy tonight against England, I think that would be a great great position to be in. Okay, and players that you're excited about, I mean, obviously you talked about the new players coming through, and there's like a number of new players who, you know, who, are, who have been, in effect, signed up, and maybe are ones, maybe not for this year, but for the future. And then you've got your old schools, like your Jordan Morrises, like, you know, Seattle Sounders or like that, who, you know, it, it still seems to find their way into the side. Where, where's your thoughts and how do you think it should be going? I mean, with regards to sides. Yeah, again, I mean, I think we're... You want the World Cup to be your goal, but I think we're in the middle of the process right now. So the, the real uh, real big thing is to get a lot of these guys an opportunity to play that hadn't played before on an international stage like this. Obviously, they're picking up the European experience they didn't have before. Um, but I think this one is really, again, part of the process. Um, so we're hoping to get out of group stages this year, uh, but bigger and better things four years from now. Okay. Uh, the other question for the you: Do you believe that you can win? Of course. We can always win every night. You believe that you can win. I believe believe that that I can win. win. You believe believe that we can win. That's the worst chart ever. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So more England fans in the house as well. First of all, I'm going to ask you, I mean, you're over here. How long have you been here? Uh, today, I arrived today. Oh, literally. So yeah. you, you, yeah, yeah, so, and where you come from? Saudi. So I live in Saudi. Okay. Drove down today. So this is interesting. So you've driven across because about maybe six months ago you weren't able to do that, would you? 
No, the border's been closed for the last three years. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and the vibe, just give people the vibe as to why, that is, why that's happened? Probably because of the World Cup, because of the football, the borders have opened. Oh, why, why was the borders there before? People, people don't know. A lot of people listening to this won't know why the borders were closed. Uh, political reasons. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the best answer I can give you there. Beef. No. Beef, beef. Not for me. No, 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 no. Beef, beef, beef. Qatari, Saudi beef. Political, con- political reasons between the two countries. Okay, so, so, but now it's opened up, which is interesting because you've obviously, okay, interesting. You will have a point because you work in Saudi, you yeah. live in Saudi. Yeah. You would have been there with that remarkable result against Argentina. How was the country then? Do you know, I, I teach in a school of 2,000 kids. We had all probably uh, a gym full of 1,200 kids. Um, a lot of them were Saudis. And uh, to turn around to start the game, it was uh, a foreseen Argentinian win. And then after 90 minutes, Saudi win. The, it was electric. Um, and then for the king to give us a day off the following day, man, you can't get it. We're just hoping that the Saudis then beat Poland tomorrow. Yeah. And then we get Sunday off of school. And basically, you never go back to work again. Yeah, we're hoping so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it continues. Okay. And, the, and this World Cup, I mean, how is this perceived here? Because we've had some different opinions you know, from different people. But it's interesting getting you from, you, you're, you're obviously English, but you live yeah. in Saudi. Yeah. And what is the opinion? Is there a lot of pride that's been held in this area? Or is it just kind of so-so? Because obviously Saudi and Qatar have got a fl- frosty relationship. Yeah, so A lot of it is media speculation. Eh? So a lot of it is blown up in the media about human rights and sort of where it, where it stands currently. Uh, but no. It's, in, in which way? Because if you're saying that it's not right, how, how is it not correct? Because I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm saying it's not right. I'm saying it's, it's not as affluent or it's not caught up with the West so much. So you've got to bear in mind, these, these countries here are only 70 years old since oil was discovered 70 years ago. Okay. Before that, they were living in Bedouin tents and uh, had, had camels as sort of an income. Whereas now, sort of they've incorporated oil and they've gone... Oh, there you go! Iran have just scored against Wales. The whole, the whole bar has gone absolutely bonkers as you've seen. What a great goal as well it is. And this was coming as well. And the Iranians are jumping over. They've, they've focused on an Iranian woman celebrating, which won't probably go down particularly well back in Iran, but that's the way things go. You know? No, but this is about football. Like you know what I'm saying, like I said to you, this is about football. And football has absolutely kind of just like and breaking down a lot of barriers. Stood up as well. Yeah. So football's coming home. It's singing down at the other end of this. And uh, this is quite interesting. The Welsh fans are absolutely desolate as we're on there as well and you were talking about like i said to you saudi arabia and how you felt that you know things actually are they're still growing in this area and this area was um there were there weren't many people in this area 70 years ago and now it's sort of trying to grow very fast very quickly there's obviously a very big sort of kind of gulf between you know the very rich people and the poor people in this and this uh, in this in this zone, and that's obviously going to create division as such. Because if you've got poor people, you haven't got power. If you've got money, that you've got power, so you you can kind of do what you want as well. But it's not of any country. That is true. That is true. And I'm, not, I'm just I'm just I'm yeah, just being devil's no. advocate. I'm just throwing it to yeah, you. So no, just tell no. me. And I believe that to be in any country. If you think about one percent of the the richest in the world have ninety percent of the world's wealth, so they're, they're controlling as it is. So. So, so I'm, I'm just saying to you because there's been a lot of media talk again about uh, human rights issues. I'm just asking you because you're you're stuck in the middle of it. Yeah. You are you you understand oh, this stuck. more than I, I'm here for choice. Like, yeah. I'm here because of work and I'm here because um, I, I feel welcome enough to become in the Middle East. And you enjoy it? Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've got two young kids. 
We're having a great time here. Yeah. Great time. And, and the question I want to say to you is that uh, you living in the Middle East here, um, they use the word expat. Yeah. Interestingly, if I moved to, you know, if, or my parents moved to England, I wasn't, they weren't expats or whatever. They, they were immigrants. Yeah. So technically you're an immigrant, but there's this word, which expat, which kind of, kind of, basically kind of almost like untarnishes you from being an immigrant. But the reality is that you are an immigrant yeah. in, the, in, in the Middle East. I suppose it's because I'm foreseen at some point to go home. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I agree. The Polish should go home as well, uh, you know, and then... And the, and the, and the, and <laughs> Mate, you're digging me a hole here. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just saying, because I'm just saying how things are just perceived differently. And uh, because I'm just, I'm actually really, really fascinated by the whole thing. And I'm, oh, Jesus, here we go. 2-0. Oh, 2-0. Oh, my God, the whole, oh, this place is just going off now. This is unbelievable. <laughs> This is just madness. And I really do find it fascinating. And I'm not here to make any judgments whatsoever. I'm here to just talk to as many people as possible. And I really love hearing different people's point of view. And especially if people say they've got this wrong or they've got that wrong. Because I know what it's like when people are... I, mean, I do believe that to a certain extent also the media at home has been out to tar with a brush because of for particular reasons, which I think it's been a little bit unfair. I think there are a number of things in Tatar that they've done which are wrong. But I think they've done it because they've been a little bit naive in the way that they've organised things and also the way they're used to controlling things in here. But it's kind of like that thing. They need, we said there needs to be a little bit more flexibility over here um, when you're bringing in all these people from around the world rather than necessarily just stamping exactly how you do things. But again, you come to a country and you have to accept their, their beliefs and their rules as well. And you have that. to adapt to that. And I suppose if you could do that, you're going to be here for a great time. Uh, like we came across the border from Saudi today, no issues, everything was smooth, everyone was welcoming, everyone was sort of greeting you with, with open arms and yeah, you can't be in, I don't think, a better place, the sun's shining, it's warm, in this uh, end of November, right? Eh? That's right. Where, where else you get that? And coming back to the game, so obviously the Wales are losing now, Iran have used and we beat Iran, Iran are beating Wales, things are looking very good for England, how, how are you feeling at the moment? I'm uh, confident England are going to top the group. Um, I just fingers crossing go one step further than did two years ago against Italy with the Euros and, uh, and four years ago even in, four, in Russia four years ago they made what a semi-final two years ago they made the final lost on penalties hey and let's see if we can progress from that again and uh, everyone's a winner Okay, I'd say safe journey back home but you literally only got about about, about um, yeah two just hours, across the border there you go yeah, yeah. half day merchant yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in the beer garden, everyone is really happy. Like I said to you, um, Wales, listen, and it's not a disrespect to Wales because I've got good Welsh friends. Um, listen, you know, we want them to do as well as possible. Obviously not against England because uh, obviously England want, we want to do much better. But it's good to get them, you know, get them vibes in the house. But there, it's not looking particularly great for them now after this game going down 2-1, 2 oh no, 2-0 to Iran. But I'm talking to my man in the house here and yes, he is a... Well, England fan, but also a South Korean fan. So, and you live in London now. What, so, I mean, how long have you been out here? Uh, almost three months. Three months? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you're keener than the rest of us, actually, coming out here for the World Cup. And how has it been for you? Uh, it's, it's been really great. And, um, how do I say? I love this atmosphere. Like, England hate Wales. Yeah, I heard from my football teammates, they hate Wales and they want Wales to be lost. And we got a great effort today. And Iran, England beat Iran like really huge goal, massive goal, 6-2, was it? I thought Iran gonna destroy it. 
but today they got a great effort. Uh, also, same a- Asian for for same with me. So, so because because they're Asian, you feel an affinity to them. Yeah, surely, surely. So I hope England and Iran go to the next step, ne- next round. Fingers crossed. And listen, yeah. and, and you're obviously from South Korea. Yep. Okay, so you're and, and so you you from South Korea. So obviously, I mean, the, I mean, you, I mean, you probably maybe a little bit too young to remember that World Cup, the South Korea Japan World Cup. Do you remember that? I mean, I was at that. Oh World yeah, Cup. yeah, it was two thousand two. Yeah, you yeah. you remember that? Or yeah, you too young? I was like seven years old. Yeah, it was yeah, a great, really it was young. a great World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was great. We go to the. Semi-final. Yes. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was start start to watch football since 2002 World oh, okay. Cup. Yeah, yeah. And for you, I'm just wondering. I mean, interesting because you love your football. You're here. You're watching the game. You're just here by yourself, but you don't care. You're just hanging out. Um, and you're from South Korea. You come to London. What is the football experience? Because South Korea. That World Cup opened the world to South Korea. They saw how absolutely potty the South Korean fans yeah. were for football. Yeah. Same as the Japanese fans, who are, I think, are the most incredible fans like, ever. They're just absolutely brilliant. I know there's a little bit of rivalry between you two to a certain extent. You know, we have a. You mean Korea and Japan? Yeah. We have some history things. So whenever Korea and Japan have a, any sports match, that is the massive day for us. Yeah. Yeah, if he lose, we want to kill our players. And same thing to Japan. It is really big match, really big match. Yeah, I mean it's a big match. So and then we've come over here, South Korea first game. Were you pleased with what, you know what how, the, how it went down the first game? Ah, uh, with Uruguay, we we draw, but we have. I thought, frankly speaking, I thought we we're gonna lose because Uruguay is a great team. They have a bunch of great players. But we fight really well. The near near draw, but we, we had some chances. We almost, we, we almost deserve to win. So I'm, I'm quite satisfied. I'm quite satif- satisfied. Yeah. And, and just looking at this, you've seen, obviously the World Cup. We've, we've played. Everyone's played so far, and, and and obviously Wales and Iran have played twice. Which teams are impressing you? Who do you think may be the ones to look out for? Uh, definitely England. Because I support England, but I don't think England is that great. But in Korea, we call England Bungland. Bung means kick the wrong ball. Yeah, past like three, four years ago, England just kicked the ball to the striker. <laughs> and the hip hop. Like, long ball. Sorry, long ball, yeah? Yeah, long ball yeah, things. Yeah, okay. Not anymore. No, not anymore. <laughs> It's a really great team. Who else? Gonna, and maybe Saudi Arabia. Saudi? Wow, that's big. Yeah, okay, that's a big call. That's a big call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm sure you, I don't gamble. And I'm sure you don't gamble. But if you want to put some money on Saudi, <laughs> I'd advise you to go and put that on now. No, they, they are really underdog. Underdog. Really great, great team. I mean, they won to the one, but I don't think it's the, only the luck. They deserve the one. And you got any others? One more. One more. Uh, South Korea. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. I was, I was waiting for that one, like you know, say. So South Korea versus Saudi in the final, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> England knocked out the semi-final. Okay. What's new? Uh, this is all good. Listen, safe. Oh, I say, you live in here now, obviously. Here, uh, live in London. Oh, but you've been here for three months. 
I'm here in yesterday. Oh, I thought you said you'd been here for three months. I was London in three months. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was a bit scared. I was thinking, you're too keen for me. <laughs> been here yesterday. Okay, well, listen, enjoy your World Cup, and I'm sure I'll bump into you in a, a beer garden or a bar or a ground or a terrace or yeah, something yeah, like that. Thank you. What, what, what? England fans in the house here today. And oh, hold a second, we've got England fans. Where are you from? Uh, sitting born in Kent. Sitting born in Kent. What team do you support? The Arsenal. Ah, the Arsenal. So we've got the Arsenal in the house here. Sitting born in Kent. Been, how long have you been here? Uh, we come Sunday. Me okay. and my son Jordan came on Sunday evening, late okay. Sunday. So Sunday, oh, listen, and I'm listening to this as well. As we're chatting to you as well, this for me is my favourite World Cup anthem. This is the South African World Cup anthem. It was played everywhere in South Africa, literally bars, everything like that. All the locals, like security guards, like the yeah, stewards, yeah. everybody was just dancing along to this song. I love this song, and normally I hate World Cup anthems, but this song, this song. was this was just like on a next level. But anyway, just coming back my to that. My favourite World Cup songs. Uh, the John Barnes rap. Oh, yeah. That, that, you got the whole forgiveness. That's right. That's exactly right. right. You can be slow or fast. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. No, yeah, it's yeah, good. You're doing all right, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's, that's my favourite one, anyway. So, listen, coming back to it. So, sit the sitting born posse in the house. Yeah. You've been here from Sunday. I'm going to ask you, how has it been for you? Absolutely brilliant. Honestly, top class. You know, some of the bad press it got back in England about coming out here. We've had no problems whatsoever. Everyone's been polite, helpful. The, the, the metro system, the buses, getting into stadiums, no problems whatsoever. And, and, and where are you staying? Oh, uh, we're staying at, was it at Al... El Rukra, El Rukra, yeah. Oh, you're saying there's shipping containers? No, it? no, no, it's a purpose-built city. Near El Jarot, Jarot, yeah, all apartments, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, so you're yeah. staying in an apartment. Yeah, yeah. We, we were in the shipping containers for three days, oh, and we've oh, now right, moved okay. to an apartment. Okay. And the apartment is complete. It, you're relaxed, yeah. nice, you can go and get your breakfast, yeah. cook it yourself, and that. Yeah, it? yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. So, so you're really pleased with. I mean, I'm just saying to you because it's good just getting people different people's experiences. So you've had a great. And have you done anything different or special over the past two? Seen any sights or anything? No, not at all. We, we've got in a few, a couple of more games. But we found, when we stay out and watch the last game at midnight, at uh, 10 o'clock, and we're in a bar watching it on a big screen, and then the beers and the beers, we ain't getting into two. So we ain't getting up sunbathing. We ain't getting up on no tours. And then, we're, and then what we do, we go and watch another game. Like yesterday, we watched Switzerland and Cameroon. The day before that, we went to uh, Mexico and Poland. So we're filling it up with a game and... And I think that's really interesting as well because we were talking about this the other day um, me and my posse over here you've met we've got the Dutch bees all that lot and we were saying that um, when we're getting up it goes okay right after our third day what is our plan what do you do because yeah. after the few days you realise that and this is not a disrespect to the country but th- yeah. there isn't a lot to do um, so if you're not careful right okay there's the Dutch bee going off to your game good luck good luck good luck with your game today Dutch bee Dutch bee okay so there isn't a lot to do and again and that, that's just a fact so what you normally do in football you end up sitting out in the bar and watching football but yeah. it can be quite expensive doing that it is expensive so we were saying actually it's, it would actually be cheaper for you to get a ticket for a game that's what that's we've what been we've doing done. and what you get 60 you go play 60 quid for a ticket yeah. right and then you end up not spending loads of money on beers yeah. by the exactly. time you go you know get to the game before and after exactly. like that you've probably actually saved money what you get and you've seen another game in the world cup yeah. because on previous world cups I've been to you've got to travel an, an internal flight or spend another day getting to another city watch the game and then come back again but here you can get two games in all, all close all the stadiums all close, are close aren't they it? yeah 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 
so you can get from one end of the metro to the other and watch a game where we're staying and a game where the World Cup final is going to be played. You can, and it's yeah, it's working out well. Which is again, and then, listen, there's positives and negatives yeah, for everything. Course, course, you know what I'm saying, and for me, and I've yeah. said this, all the fans being in the same place, the stadium being in the same place is a bit strange, but it has got its positives, and you just probably have to make the use of it, which is which is what you are doing. Exactly. I wasn't too before I come out. I was just telling people that. When you're going to well cuts before, you're all in groups in different areas and you're passing each other. Yeah. And I just thought it's going to be so concentrated with loads of Argentinians, Mexicans, Brazilians and all that, all in the same city where we're in an hour, all the stadiums, it could create a problem. But it's been absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. And, and how many, I mean, tournaments have you been to as well? Nine. Nine. Okay. So it's your ninth tournament, yeah. Euros and, 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 and I'll go cup. to a few Euros. I just... When I was 21, I just commit myself to say, regardless what happens, what happens in life, I'm going to go every four years to watch England in the World Cup. So what's your earliest World Cup? Spain '82. Oh wow! So you've done nine World Cups. Yeah. I done Spain '82. I went on the South American tour, Brazil, Uruguay, and Chile. When Barnsley scored that oh, magic yeah. goal, goal in the Barracana. Yeah. Then after that, Mexico '86, Italia '90. Didn't go to America because we didn't qualify. Not really 98, had tickets, flights, everything. I trapped a nerve in my back. Oh. And I was laid up for the month, so I watched every game at home. And then obviously after that, Japan, Germany, uh, South Africa, uh, and Brazil, Russia, and, and now here. Okay, so I want to shake your hands because I've also done nine World Cups oh. as well, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's good the nine. Show. The nine, nine World Cup Ducks. club, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Oh, there exactly. you go. Even though I'm going to have to say that, and I'm not taking it away from it, one of mine was the Women's World Cup as well, oh, which is in 999. So I've done okay. eight Men's World Cups, oh, one no. Women's World Cup. Brilliant. But I'm not distracting from the Women's World Cup because yeah. no. I think it's very, oh, very no. important yeah, yeah, as well. Exactly. So which is all good. But I didn't go back as 82 because I, I was still, I don't know, I was at school or whatever like that at the time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 1990 was my first World Cup, oh, which I did, which was, was great. Brilliant. It was a great World Cup. So I'm going to ask you, and I could ask people like that, what was your favourite? Which one out of all them lot is your favourite? Right, I get asked this question all the time and I just say, I can't really pick a favourite because on an individual basis, each World Cup, like South Africa was full of history and going here and going in, visiting this and that. Germany was just drinking. Japan was, wow, yeah. this is an eye-opener. I've never seen yeah, nothing yeah. like this before. So, I mean, Spain, the first one, yeah, that, that that's magical, your first World Cup. So... They're all in an evil place. One's individually different, you know. I'm gonna get you. Go, come off the fence. I want you to say one. Go, go, go. Let's do okay. this. South Africa, only because of the, his, the history of Africa and visiting all these different places down there. And that tell you something that makes me feel very happy when you said that because um, I'd been to South Africa about three times before, and I went and I went to football in South Africa and the one thing I loved when I went to football in South Africa I realised that football is a black sport in South Africa you know what I'm saying where the the, 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 the yeah. black poor people yes. right that is a thing that they yeah. owned and they loved yeah. so when I went to South Africa and I went there for sort of work business and everything like that and I was like I need to go to a football match and they were going don't go to South Africa it's very dangerous you're going to be in trouble less than ever no, no but I just ignored it and yes. I went to go and see the Kaiser Chiefs and the Orlando yeah. Pirates I met the top boys for both of them lot they introduced me into their crew oh, and I like they said listen these people have come over from England let's take care of them they ended up taking us to their game we saw the Orlando Pirates win yeah. their championship for the first time in oh, years yeah. and everything like that yeah. in um, in Rustenburg as well yeah. they played out of town that's where we it, yeah, exactly England. it yeah. was honestly and after that I said oh my god I cannot believe this South Africa is such a wicked country oh, no, I would love them to have the World Cup yeah. eight years later they got the World Cup now all my friends 
we're really nervous about going because all the stories just like here dangerous you're going to get killed blah blah blah, this that and the other and I said to all my friends I I convinced about 30 35 people to go that weren't going to go because they said we've heard the press say it's going to be really bad and I convinced them all and when they went they went what an incredible World Cup saying that England were rubbish but the World Cup itself was brilliant. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The world, we didn't do very well out there. But just to visit all the sort of like historical places in Cape Town and around Cape Town, and then go up to, we went to Rorkstrift in uh, KwaZulu Natal to visit the battlefields there, over at Spiencock for the Boer War, and then on to Bloemfontein to watch England yeah. get defeated by yeah, the Germans. Yeah. But the hospitality and the people down there for me, oh, we no. see no t- problems, no trouble whatsoever. They were so welcoming, the people, especially in Cape Town. Yeah. And for you, and I'm going to say, good. for me, South Africa um, and Japan was the best World Cup. I, I just, I thought that was incredible. incredible. I thought the Japanese fans were incredible. Oh, yeah, They're just brilliant. They came out of their shells in that World yeah. Cup. My friend told me he's Japanese, and he said, I've never seen this before. Japanese people taking their clothes off and jumping into the bridge after they'd beaten. Oh, really? after, yeah, he says, this is not like this. This is just like a revolution. Because yeah. basically, everyone came from around the world, oh, and they yeah. showed them how to, like you said, look, this yeah. is... Yeah, we're going to celebrate and express ourselves and they were quite controlled probably kind yeah. of similar to maybe what happens here yeah. but at that time he says this is like a revolution yeah. and that for me was incredible because the singing you know you turn around in a bar and there's a hundred Japanese fans with like white wigs on singing yeah. and dancing behind you and I just exactly. thought that was actually really great so that was it just quickly which one was your worst World Cup the worst World Cup for me was Brazil okay and why's that well I, I believe the the ex- the flight from London down to Sao Paulo was about, I think it's eight to nine hours. And then from there, you had an internal flight of six hours to the jungle area of Manaus. And we lost to Italy. And then we had to fly back six hours to Sao Paulo and we lost to Uruguay and we was out. Yeah. And then we played Costa Rica in a meaningless game Nothing. and we still couldn't score. Nothing and at the end of the game, they come over, they want you to go clap them like that. And we're going, no! Yeah, the party, the party was quite good though in in, uh, in Belo Horizonte. Though, don't you think? No, I don't. No, no. Oh, you didn't no, see it. No, I didn't no. see that. I oh, didn't right, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The, the party no. it was almost like a. It was almost like one of those kind of uh, what you call it is like you know when you when you when you're on a loser, so everyone's just having a laugh. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, we was having a laugh in yeah. the yeah. Oh yeah, we was making up yeah. silly songs, yeah. doing the okey coke and all. Yeah, we're doing a lot of silly dances yeah. and all. But when it, the whistle went, you thought. We didn't even score. Costa Rica were qualified. Up. We just didn't turn up again. And they come over and you're like, oh, what'd you do? Do you want to clap them? Apl-? <sighs> come on. That, yeah. The manager didn't help me. Oh, I don't know. For me, that was the... Uh, but it, it was good around that. The Brazilian people was fantastic. Yeah. And then down to Rio, Ipanema Beach, Coca-Cabana, dancing, clubbing it. It was good. Yeah. But So, so you're talking good. about the England experience and that's quite... And I thought Brazil... I, I, Brazil was probably much lower on my list, but I still quite liked it. For me, France '98 was the oh, was the probably yeah oh, yeah right. that was that was the low point for me out of all the oh. tournaments that I've been to. You know. Yeah, my friends went down. They said the amount of problems. They said Terry, good job you didn't come down here. Yeah. The amount of problems they had was it in Marseille? Marseille was terrible. Yeah, they said yeah. it was terrible down yeah. here. Tunisia, we played, yeah, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't, it wasn't you know. great. Yeah, and even going to you know to the pre- the previous game, the, the games as well after that as well. It wasn't. And then uh, you know. San Etienne was, was great, you know, and we didn't win. And 
Uh, anyway, but we'll go on about that. Oh, but yeah, it's, listen, yeah. it's good to have a little reminisce with you oh, yeah, about England yeah, and just seeing the game here today. Yeah, and yeah. just and I'm not going to ask you a prediction on England because listen, I'm not going to ask you. No, okay, you know, good, good, but I'm just going to say to you in general: Are you happy with England and how Southgate yeah, yeah. and the team are forming? Yeah. forming? Well, well, yeah, that first game, but obviously not the games leading up to the tournament. That is absolutely disgraceful. But the maybe, games leading up, but that game was very positive, and if we can do it again tonight. And then, well, I think there's an argument to say that you know those are the games that you have to do it in. If he's if he's if he's tinkering around and yeah. working out what he needs to do, you do it then as opposed to doing it on the on the main stage. You can say that, but there's no guarantee with all that tinkering about losing them games, not keeping a positive frame of mind puts you in a good mind for here. There's two ways. There's, all, uh, there's many ways. I'll give you another way. I try to get on talk sport. And my argument was about Arsenal, I'm an Arsenal fan, an Arsenal finger. Here play a weakened side in the week, this is my, yeah, my opinion, in the League Cup. A weak side and we lose to whole City at home 2-1. He's saving that side for Liverpool at home on a Saturday. And Liverpool come down and do us 3-0. So we've dropped three points in the Premiership on a Saturday because he's keeping a good side. And we've gone out of a cup in the midweek as well. Just what I'm trying to say. Play your strong team. Play for your strengths. Get the positive in the squad and win both games. Not lose two within four days. But, but now here, over here, over here, we're okay. Well, over here, we're okay. No, it's, that was positive. That against Iran, very positive. And we have got a good squad of players. Definitely, without a doubt. There's a good squad there. But I'm no predictions, though. Saka, oh, but, not, but not Emil oh, Smith rule. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, cracking. Look, he's only... Yeah, two goals from Saka. Yeah, brilliant. But see what happens anyway. Listen, enjoy the game today. Yeah, right? Okay, thank you very much. Ecuador. Ecuador. <laughs> We've got the Ecuadorians in the house. You can hear the music in the background, like I'm saying. Have you got the? Have you got the characters? You've got full of men over there. But we got the Ecuador. 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 So listen, Ecuador. How are you enjoying your World Cup? Uh, yeah, we're we're doing really good. We won the first game, the first the first time the host country has ever lost, so it was a really great time for us. The goals and everything it was really, really, really joyful, really. Yeah, and, and the thing is, how many World Cups have you been to? This is my first World Cup oh, that, wow. I've, that I've traveled to come see my, my country play. Okay, so you weren't there when Ecuador played England in, uh, in Germany in 2006? I, I remember I was, I was a teenager back then. I was watching it in my house and uh, it was really heartbreaking because Beckham scored an incredible goal and we were out of the tournament. And we went, oh, Ecuador! Is what he said. <laughs> Which is all good. But listen, I mean, Ecuador, I've seen you at a, you know, a few World Cups now as well. I mean... It must be quite. Is it quite difficult for you to travel over here? It's quite far, quite expensive. I mean, what's the what's the vibe? Uh, well, it is quite far. Uh, we made like a forty-hour journey to come here. Like, Forty hours. Yeah, like uh, four airports, layovers of like five, six hours till we got to Doha. And, and but how, I mean, how, how long have you been here? You've obviously been here from from the first day. Oh uh, yes, from the. And did that affect you, the fact that they moved the day, the, the game back one day? Yeah, because, um, well, I don't know about the prices because um, I came here winning a sportsbook uh, contest. So the sportsbook is, play, is paying everything for me. Oh, so you won a competition? Yes. So, you, you, so you, you're a lucky, you're, you're their lucky mascot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about your friends? Are they all lucky mascots oh, he, as well? He's my brother and I had like a plus one, so I brought my brother. Plus one? Yeah. Listen, plus one, you enjoying yourself? 
Oh, I'm enjoying a lot, and I just I feel so lucky because we were able to come here, and as my brother said, we traveled 40 hours just in four or five airports just to come here. So I'm just wondering, how many Ecuadorian fans are here? There's around 8,000. Yeah, that's quite a lot. That's quite a lot because there's a lot of immigration from the U.S. and Europe, and it's easier for them to, to come here. From the mainland, it's around 3,000, actually, Ecuadorian fans. So, and, and I mean, just, just coming back to this, you know, so Ecuador, what are your thoughts on this World Cup? I mean, you've got a good result then, but, you know, you've still got a long, still a bit of a way to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first match, we, we always knew, like, we had to win if, in case we wanted our hopes up against uh, the Netherlands. Oh, I don't know what the, what the name we should call them by now. Because the, they changed the name, I, I don't know, in Spanish, it's, it's not, it, in Spanish, Netherlands changed their name, yes. so we don't know what to call them right now. Yeah, yeah, you're confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poland, or I don't know. Yeah. But um, against, against them, we always expected if we can take a draw, uh, we're happy. If we win, it'll be an incredible surprise. But we always figured it was between us and Senegal. That, that was like, we always knew that the last game against Senegal was the game that would decide if we keep on the tournament or no. Yeah, yeah. There's an Argentinian, yeah. one Argentinian. I know he's, got, he's holding up the Maradona shirt as well in the middle of this bar, which is probably not the best thing to, uh, to do. Actually, I'm going to ask you about the chant, okay? Uh, America, Latino, menos Argentina. Oh, America, well. Latino, <laughs> menos Argentina. You know that one? No, we, we haven't heard it, but we can understand where the feeling comes from. <laughs> So you don't, you don't feel the same thing because no. I know the, the Mexicans feel that very much. No, no, that, that is American Latin America without Argentina is what the and the Mexicans and the Brazilians and everyone else is no, saying. It, well, like I said, I haven't heard the chant yet, but it's uh, we can understand the feeling because Argentinians, especially in, in in football, they are very passionate and they have a very high ego. So they think they they're better than anyone else, even at the club level. So we can understand where they're coming from, and in the first game we also we were we were rooting against Argentina as well. <laughs> Everyone was. <wasn't> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ecuador. Ecuador. So, how do you reckon you get on? What? How do you think you'll get on? Um, I don't know. I, I hope we we we, we play well today. I, I'm I'm hoping for a draw or at least score a goal. That, that, that's the hope for today. Anything. You're just hoping for anything, aren't you? Just anything will do. Except except the loss. Okay. Except the loss. Right. We're... Okay, listen, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the game today, man. Yeah, thank you. So, listen, yeah, we've got the Fulham Mission house here as well. England fans as well, because out here, it's all about your country. It's not necessarily about your club. Yes, we support different clubs, but it's about your country as well. And I saw you outside the stadium. 6-2, we beat Iran. Uh, feeling quite confident about that. It's interesting because we've just seen England play, uh, not England, Wales play Iran today. And they look, I wouldn't say they looked a completely different side, but it was a completely different game, wasn't it, for Iran? Well, because they played a completely different team in Wales who couldn't even bother to attack today. I mean, I've been to, I knew Wales obviously aren't the team they were in like 2016, but I've been surprised how poor they were, you know, that first half against USA. Uh, obviously, after we, play, after we beat Iran, I thought they were shocking. They were shocking against today. Bale offering absolutely nothing. And I mean, the celeb- we're in obviously a beer garden in Doha ahead of the England-USA game tonight. And the celebrations in here when both those Iran goals go in, absolutely brilliant and as I said it's a good start to the day you know it's not even midday in Wales and they're pretty much already out I mean what a good good start to the day that's quite bad as well I mean and again so you're talking about it again and you've been here a few days now as well I've been here a few days and we're just talking about 
you know, you've been to quite a few tournaments, and I've been to quite a few tournaments, and I'm just asking you what the difference is between the old tournaments, is there? I know, yeah, yes. No, no, so we've got the two Fulhams in the house, we've got the Fulham, we've got the Fulhamish, we've got the Fulham, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And you've got the Fulham in the house, but you come to see, you come here to see England as well, and you come to see a lot of, you come to see a lot of tournaments as well, didn't you? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so how are you enjoying this one? It's different vibe because it's inclusive, all nations together. Yeah. There's no animosity, there's no anger. We talked about there's that. There's no bumping into each other and it being yeah. an a media hyped argument. Yeah. Everyone getting on and getting on very well. Which is all good. And then obviously England won their first game 6 2, which makes you relax makes a little bit. relax. The atmosphere in the ground might not have been the greatest because of the way it is here, but it makes us relaxed, especially after seeing this role today. Three points today and we're through. Yeah. And which is good as well, I mean, and we're all in the beer garden here today. And the thing is, I say to you, is that, listen, we're all, listen, I'm Brentford Fulham, listen, they have all different teams, but it doesn't matter, because when you're England, you're England here together, you're supporting the same, you're supporting the same team, right? And also, that result here today has, has taken things to a different level for us, because all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about Brazil a couple of years ago, where all of a sudden, like, you're your second game, thinking, oh my God, here we go. Before you knew it, boom, you're out. We're in Costa Rica, we're in Costa Rica in Belo Horizonte, and we was out. That's right. We, were singing, we had a party, though. We, we had, had a party. party. We were singing, taking the piss. Yeah. But there was no... It was just disappointment. It was. And anger. But because Bello... Sao Paulo was just a horrible place. Bello was Bello's wicked. It was wicked, it wasn't it? It was a great party. It was wicked. Fan zone. Yeah, and it was, it was a amazing. shame that we just... We didn't have anything else to celebrate other than no, kind of just that, that was gallows humour, wasn't it? This here, everything you've heard from the media is incorrect about this place. Yeah. So it's, the fan experience here has been just sensational. The hospitality of everyone here is like... We've made, everyone's been and the thing I've said is that some of the organisation is a little bit of me, but as football fans, we just kind of put that behind you and say, OK, well, it's, it's what it is, isn't it? Got hospital, but a lot of that's supported by what we're hearing in the paper. You come here, you go to Russia, you wasn't really wanted there. You went to Brazil, the people didn't always want you there. The country wanted you there. Here, everyone wants you here. Oh, which is every, I'm, on a, I'm on a cruise ship, right? Every nation on a cruise ship. And everyone's watching the football together, singing, dancing, laughing. They're congratulating people as they come back on the boat yeah. for winning the game. Yeah. It's, it's just the Japanese f- people walked on the boat, they got a standing ovation. Oh, mate, you know, when no, does no, that no. happen at international football? Yeah, which is great. It's just one festival yeah. of football. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which I can't is, believe you interviewed that dope over us before, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen, this is all good. Listen, listen, Fulham man as well, but England man, as I say together, yeah. wicked, wicked, man. We'll see each other, and when I'm not, listen, I'm touching wood here, but I'm saying like, you know, knockout phases, so we'll see each other. Exactly, we'll see each other in later stages of the tournament and as it builds, but it has been a pleasant surprise, I think the word is, isn't it? Pleasant surprise, a pleasant tournament, and amazing hospitality. Yeah. Better hospitality than any other tournament we've been to. Which is all good, right? Thank you. Wicked man, yeah, yeah, wicked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is all good. So listen, this dog. So we've talked about this game, we talked about this game earlier, which has put a different complexion, you said they're a different side. It's changed that for us, for us, hasn't it? I completely like we know now if we win tonight, we're basically top of the group and we're going through. For me, that's a good thing because me and my, me and my mate are going to Cairo in between. Uh, the groups and around things to do an extra day, didn't you? Yeah, just do something, and otherwise we'd be landing. Like, if we finish second, we'd be landing like three hours or kick off. Means we've got an extra day. But I said it's just it's just put, giving a great amount of to the of the day. It's a good result for it's a good result for Wales as, uh, for USA as well. Wales dropping points because they still got to play Iran in the last game, so they can still go through like that. I said, yeah, it's just the atmosphere out here is amazing. As we said, hospitality out here is amazing. Fan experience, mingling with fans of all other 31 countries. 
been amazing and hopefully it didn't put the performance in tonight, Bill, and it's an even bigger celebration. And I'm going to ask you as well, just look at this tournament now. Since the last time I've seen you, you've seen everyone play. Who are the teams that you think are, are up there? They're in it. So before I've seen Spain, I went to Spain, Costa Rica. I thought they were good. Brazil last night got the job done, but it's like what Brazil have in their squad. Like We have a good squad as well, but in regards to squad depth, I think Brazil are, are close to us. Um, I thought France okay, but they're, they're France, and I think they will implode at some point. You know, they won the World Cup last time. And, you know, it's looking like, and France and Spain are sort of the most likely big teams we're going to be facing in this tournament. But, you know, we're England. We shouldn't be fearing anyone. We should be playing our football, getting results. And who knows what we can do in this tournament. So there we go. It's been a long pre-match podcast. It's given a vibe on the games over the last uh, couple of days. Getting some views from England fans, American fans, Ecuadorian fans, whatever fans there may be out here, or Holland fans as well. Hope you've enjoyed it. Like I said to you, you haven't been around for a while, but this is a long one hour and 20 minute podcast, and we haven't even gone to the England game as yet. As you can hear in the background, the atmosphere is building for the England game. The fact that's, that, 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 that they've lost, they've actually, yeah, you can see why they here as well. The fact that the Welsh have lost as well has put things in a different perspective. We just need to win today. So the England fans are feeling relaxed. They're feeling quite good. I'm going to say, my name's Billy the Bee. Billy Grant here, and I'm here in Doha. I'm in the beer garden. I'm in the fan park beer garden watching the game. Don't forget to subscribe to us on all good podcast channels and also write us a view on iTunes and anywhere else. If you want to buy us a beer, besotted.com forward slash beer. And also... Subscribe to Besotted Global if you're one of our global people. Besotted. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.